Post 82 was brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. It shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello everyone out there, Kings fans, non-Kings fans, anyone who just wants to listen to me talk about the Kings, this is Jason Jones, co-host of the Throne Room Breakdown, bringing you the latest edition of Post 82, following the uh, very impressive, I must say, uh, Kings victory, Kings rally from 17 down to defeat the Denver Nuggets, 197 today at Golden 1 Center, Uh, it's a great effort. Defensively, the Kings really picked it up in the second half. Gave up 57 points. Was not a good look offensively. A lot of struggling. Then the Kings really picked it up, like I said, in the second half. Defense really picked it up. Held uh, Denver under 20 points each of the next two quarters. Held them to just seven points in the overtime as the Kings pulled off the win. They're now 8-5 since uh, the 0-5 start. A lot of things to cover with this, a lot of good to talk about from the Kings, but I'm going to start with uh, one Mr. Harrison Barnes. I believe I said in the last podcast, um, at least one or two, a couple of podcasts ago, that I thought Harrison was due for a, a big scoring night if he would just maybe shoot more, and Harrison did that. It wasn't shooting more in, the, in, a, in a Buddy Hill sense. It wasn't like Harrison got up 25 shots tonight and was just... No scoring from everywhere or anything like that. But Harrison had a season high 30 points tonight uh, to lead the Kings in the comeback. And he just did it. It was just so quiet the way Harrison went about doing it. Just really just, you know, you didn't even realize it. Then boom, he's at 20 points. And then, like I said, uh, finished with 30 points, five rebounds and assist. And was just really solid. He was a key to the defense. That defensive effort that helped keep Denver in check in the second half. I said, all in all, it was a you know, one of Harrison's better games as a King. I don't know if I would say his best game. I have to go back and look at some of the stuff from last season before I would go that far. But, yeah, I said, season high, 30 points. He scored at least 18 in the last five games. Uh, topped 20 in three of the last four. And just been much more aggressive offensively. Got up 19 shots tonight. Uh, that was a season high. Previous season high was 18, but got up, you know, so uh, made 10 of those shots. That also matches the season high for field goals made. One to four from three. But to me, the big thing for Harrison was that uh, 10 free throw attempts made nine. This is a team, this Kings team, that struggles to get to the free throw line while conversely fouling a lot and putting the other team on the line. So the fact that uh, with with no De'Aaron Fox, no Marvin Bagley, both still out with injuries. You need someone who can get to the line more. I know Buddy Hilt's talked about focusing on that, but Harrison's actually making it happen. He's driving to the basket, uh, took advantage of the um, the defense or lack thereof in the second half from Denver. A couple of plays that really st- stood out to me in the second half uh, showed how aggressive Harrison was being, but what also kind of stood out to me was just 
how he, he, he I guess he realized that Nikola Jokic was just not moving his feet well or wasn't going to move his feet. The play in the um, fourth quarter, Harrison's driving baseline, and essentially what Jokic tried to do was hip check him. Doesn't move his feet, and Harrison just kind of tiptoes around him, gets to the rim, gets the score. And Harrison's aggression on offense has really been key to the Kings kind of staying above, uh, I don't say above water, it's kind of a cliche, but, you know, they're keeping themselves together while these, uh, they got so many guys out. And Harrison's being asked to do a lot right now. Harrison's being asked to uh, score more. He's uh, also being asked to keep his you know, role as a, the team's number one wing defender. That's a role he's had to do more of with um, Trevor Ariza out for personal reasons. Uh, Kings hope that Trevor will be back for Monday's game against Chicago. But given the amount of time uh, Trevor's been away combined with he's getting over an injury, not sure how much you can really count on, you know, you know, big minutes from Trevor. So what Harrison's given them has been great. And just in terms of, like I said, offense, defense, leadership. Harrison's really given them everything they could ask for and more down this stretch. And if it keeps up, I know I told Harrison after the Boston game, I thought he was due for a 30-point game at some point. He got 30. And with uh, no set time for De'Aaron Fox or Marvin Bagley to be back, this Chicago game could be a game where Harrison tops his career high. His career high is only 34. Not that 34 is, you know, some number to sneeze at. You know, a lot of guys play an entire career and never score 34. But I would have thought, especially in those years in Dallas, you know, his, during uh, Harrison's post-Golden State days, that perhaps he had some games where he was able to get up a bunch of shots and get you know that that 40 point range but it kind of makes sense if buddy hill didn't score 40 in a game until last week in boston it's not completely crazy at the idea that that uh, harrison hasn't been able to get to a, a 40 point game yet but i think that's coming for him this year i think the way the kings are playing and using him the fact that he gets to the foul line he said he got to the line 10 times he'll have one of those games where he'll get to the line 10, 15 times, and maybe he'll hit three or four threes, and then boom, he's at 35 plus, and he'll have a new career high. And what better opponent, maybe, for that than the opponent coming up, the Chicago Bulls, who have been struggling pretty much all year? And so I, I really do believe that Harrison, in a lot of ways, is an unsung uh, hero on this team. He's been a big contributor in, on the court. Off the court, his leadership has been been praised and valued. Uh, ask Corey Joseph about it. He's just talked about how he has championship habits, how Harrison, the guy, the, the guy see how he takes care of his body post-game, pre-game. It's the way he carries himself. He's the kind of guy the Kings have, have talked about adding for a long time. I wrote about that as well, just about when the Kings traded for Harrison in February, they wanted more than just a, uh, their starting small forward. They wanted a guy who could help groom the culture and they're looking to build a culture of accountability, a, a winning culture, all those things that they, uh, they, the Kings want to build. Harrison deserves all the credit he's, get, he's getting right now. Like I said, he had a great game, 30 points, showed up big when it mattered, you know, great defense. And speaking of defense, we're going to go to a couple other people, Corey Joseph, Rashawn Holmes. If you, didn't, if you didn't see the end of the game, if you didn't see, the, say, the end of regulation, Two things. One, I'm not sure what Jamal Murray was trying to do dribbling the ball so much. But secondly, 
there was some great defense played by uh, Corey Joseph on that play. This getting out there, uh, not allowing Jamal Murray to just drive to the rim, and then right after that, you, in that play, you see Rashawn Holmes get back to the play <laughs> and block the shot from behind. I mean, in terms of the defense the Kings are playing, you know, like I said after you know the, the uh, big numbers that the Nuggets put up in the first half. You see the the influence of guys like Holmes and Joseph on the defensive culture of the Kings. I mean, this is a team that for years really hasn't had a defensive culture. It's been, hey, you know, last season was we're going to play fast, we're going to score, we're going to score, we're going to score. But then the league figured the Kings out, you know, they get back in transition. We're going to make these guys run plays in the half court, which they couldn't do well. And they also knew no matter what the Kings did, they weren't going to stop you. That led to what I call a a non-defensive culture, a lack of accountability on defense on uh, for the Kings. They're just there was a lot wrong with their defensive mindset last season. You know, well, what's happened this season is you look at the the off season, the Kings went out and added defenders. You add a Corey Joseph who had to start obviously with with Fox out. You add a Rashawn Holmes. Uh, the Kings would also tell you Dwayne Detman has been solid on defense. I know he's not getting the minutes because uh, Holmes is starting now, but they tell you that Deadman's been key to helping the defense get better. And here's a new name to add to that defensive list, Justin James. You know, the rookie second-round pick out of Wyoming. The pick that when the Kings made, some people and pundits in the draft critics said that was a reach. It was a stretch. That that, that Justin James should have been a uh, maybe a later pick in the second round. I don't know how much later he could have gone. He was picked at 40. Or maybe been undrafted and signed by the Kings after the draft. But what you can what I gather from talking to teammates, talking to Luke Walton about Justin, one thing, well, a couple, a couple of things about Justin. One, he's very intelligent, and the Kings were a team for years that <laughs> struggled in the area of finding quality players with high basketball IQ, and it's clear Justin has one, and that shows in. The way he plays defense, as uh, Luke pointed after the game, Justin, he knows the game plan. He carries it out. He tries to play defense without using his hands and fouling, which has been a big problem for the Kings all year. And you have to wonder, as the Kings get healthy, has Justin James made a case for more playing time even when the Kings are healthy? The way uh, Luke Walden was asked about that after the game, he said, you know, this is a team and when everyone's healthy, there might be nights still where Justin's down in the G League just to keep getting better and, you know, get some minutes, get some time on the court. But it's, it's I mean, you know, it's good to see that the Kings are getting something out of Justin just because if you watch Justin James in the Summer League uh, compared to what you're seeing right now, you wouldn't have guessed that he would be able to contribute at all, if in it, at all this season. And if I would have thought or been told that in game... 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, Justin James was playing significant minutes. Like, he, as again, he did tonight to help with the defense after Gary Harris got going for 18 in the first quarter. I would have thought, oh, man, this season has really gone off the rails. And to a degree it has, if you think about the injuries, that that's a big reason why Justin has to play. But he hasn't been you know, the liability you, you might have assumed the second-round pick who wasn't expected to be in the rotation would be. You know, he attacks the rim offensively, and he rebounds. He had seven rebounds uh, t today against Denver. And as the Kings, 
that they're trying to build up their culture defensively and improve their rebounding, they need their guards to rebound. I think Buddy Hill is a, uh, a, a pretty decent rebounder. When they get De'Aaron back, I think he'll be able to help there too. But right now, Justin has really stepped in and filled a good void while Trevor has been out and also De'Aaron. So I, I definitely think Justin James has made a case for more playing time, even when everyone's healthy, whether it be in spot duty, whether it be you know based on you know matchups. I definitely think Justin has earned the right to uh, be on the floor more. And it's obvious that the coaching staff trust him and counts on him now, especially with that defense. It's, to me, it's telling that after the Philadelphia game, uh, Luke Walton said that of all the guys who actually carried out the game plan defensively, it was a rookie. You know, and as I wrote um, last weekend as well, he's a talker. You know, he talks on defense. Good teams talk on defense, and Justin does that. And I think Rashawn Holmes said in that story, you never have a problem finding Justin because you can hear him. He's going to let you know where he is no matter what. So if I'm seeing more Justin James in the court, it won't be a panic thing uh, right now. It's gonna, it means that he's probably doing something right. So you look at the defense, you look at, like I said, Ariza, not Ariza, excuse me, Rashawn Holmes, Corey Joseph, throw Justin James in there. Harrison Barnes, obviously, and just the effort that Buddy and Bogey are giving on that end. You know, you know, Bielitsa's been rebounding, rebounding well again um, tonight. So you've, you've got a collective effort defensively, and that's such a good sign for this team because uh, Lord knows I've seen some bad defense. And as this game proves, if you can play defense, you're never really out of a game. They were down 17 and looked awful, but they were able to get, you know, lock in defensively get things going and that allowed them to get back into the game until the offense could catch up and get them back in the game and back in the game meant actually winning the game which was big this is easily to me the king's best win of the season in terms of quality of opponent and how they did it and one other guy i want to touch on of course is uh some of y'all call him buddy buddy buckets I prefer his given name of Shavano Rainier Heald. Uh, he's better known as Buddy Heald. And just the, um, you can see the effect of the coaching staff on Buddy. Buddy is already a confident guy. I mean, if anyone's ever been around Buddy, talked to Buddy, Buddy doesn't lack confidence in himself. But what's been really interesting to watch lately is just the... Um, the green light that Luke Walton's given him. You know, we know about last week's game in Boston, the 50, uh, not the 50, but uh, the 11 made threes, a career-high 41 points. We all saw what Buddy did with that, and a lot of that is just the confidence, and Buddy kind of touched on it again today, that even when he's struggling, and he was struggling early, he knows that Luke Walton has belief in him, he has faith in him, he has confidence in him. So he's not going to stop shooting the ball just because he's having a rough night. And that was, a, that was the case a good chunk of this game. Buddy was struggling. You're sitting there going, wow, is this guy going to make anything? And then, you know, he had two points at halftime before. I mean, he finished with 21 because he kept, like he said, he kept shooting. He didn't back down. He was aggressive. He attacked the rim some, too, when the shot wasn't falling, which is another big step that you want to see from Buddy Hill. You want to see that. He won't just settle for the jump shot, and he didn't do that against Denver. Got the Kings back in the game in part because he was willing to attack. You can see him taking a step in terms of his development, how he's approaching the game, 
and his willingness to attack the rim. That pretty much covers all I want to talk about with this game. It was, like I said, to me, it's the Kings' best win of the season. You know, you're playing a team that has championship aspirations, a team with an all-star, Nikola Jokic, who, quite honestly, he didn't look very good today. Didn't Definitely was not his best game, but still, that's the only all-star on the court. And Denver had him, and a lot of times, a close game comes down to who has a star. And the star, the two biggest stars on the court tonight were Harrison Barnes and who was we and Buddy Hield? Well, I would probably go go more and more with the Kings, but I would go Harrison and Buddy as your two stars. And then I always say defensively, you know, you always point to uh, Rashawn Holmes, Corey Joseph. A lot of credit can go around for a game like this. You don't overcome a 17 point deficit just on the strength of one player. And this is, like I said, I believe this is the Kings' best all-around effort of the season. So, not simply all-around effort, their best win of the season, just because of the way they were able to execute down the stretch, get stops, and come back and win this game. So, what's up next for the Kings? Monday, the Kings host the Chicago Bulls, a team that's been struggling most of the year, a team that you would assume if the Kings come out, play hard, play the way they've been playing lately. It's a game that be it's very winnable, but they got to take care of business because after that they got another got a four game road trip coming up, uh, which includes that that Texas three step, you know, going through the Texas triangle, however you want to phrase it, what you ever want to call it. The Kings have to go through and deal with that, but uh, the Kings might have Trevor Ariza back, probably have an update on Marvin Bagley, see how much if he's any closer to being ready to play, how much closer. So stay tuned for that. You know where to find me. You can check me out on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. I'm always tweeting out my articles, tweeting out my other randomness, whether it be music, food takes, such as you can put pineapples on pizza. I don't know why that's so taboo. It's actually very tasty. And again, I will reiterate it. If you're making tacos at home, similar to the ones that Yvette made Jody and Baby Boy, you can put ketchup on those things. It is okay, it is acceptable, it is not wrong. Ketchup is also tomato-based, so I don't see what the big deal is, but for your homemade tacos, the tacos you frying up yourself, it is okay to throw ketchup on there, and I will not, don't at me about that. It is right, it is acceptable. And matter of fact, it is encouraged by me and some of my good friends that if you want to make some, like we want to call them hood tacos, whatever you want to call them, that is okay. You can put some ketchup on them. I did it growing up. I am not ashamed, nor should you be ashamed of that, of the ketchup on your tacos or on the pineapples on your pizza. But enough about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gone. This is Jason Jones of the Athletic. Again, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram, Mr. Jones. Un, Mr. Jones LBC. Again, Mr. Jones LBC. Hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Hope you all enjoyed your Black Friday. Hope you're enjoying some good leftovers. I know I am. About to uh, chill. Enjoy a good Saturday night. Celebrate a Cal victory. I know the game's not over, but I'm calling it. We're going to beat UCLA. Got to beat one of the LA schools this year. So I'm going to roll with that. Y'all take care. I will check back in with you on Monday. Following the Kings win, oh, did I say the Kings win? I can't call that. We don't know what's going to happen. The Kings game against the Chicago Bulls. Okay, y'all take care now. Be safe. Enjoy your NFL Sunday, and I will talk to you later, and I'm gone.